0: Coming up on this week's episode, we begin with mysterious kangaroos, walking through movie sets, and the price for marrying strangers. Then we get into the latest tech news, including Apple's fight against stalking and the latest in the crypto marketplace nonsense. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 304, recorded March 8th, 2021. NFT, the non-fungible talk show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast brought to you by the letter C and the letter D for Colby and Dan. They're here as well. I'm Sean. Welcome to tonight's episode. A little Sesame Hello. Street action there for you.
1: <laughs> the letter of the day is.
0: <laughs> Do they still? You know, I was thinking about that. I'm like, the last time I saw an episode of Sesame Street was like twenty plus years ago, and I is like. Is it is Sesame Street like tougher today? Do they teach like coding and stuff? Like or is it still just like letters and numbers? Like I'm assuming kids today know more. <laughs> Maybe I, wouldn't I be so it. sure
2: about that. Do they so they this is something I never thought about. They make they're actively making new episodes of Sesame Street. Like they've just been making oh, yeah? it for decades. Which that is a good
0: point, Dan. Like the letters and numbers don't change.
2: Right. They might have to record, also, do like that it's... one new planets episode, but that would be about it.
0: <laughs> yes well i know i mean I, I do know they cover topical events and they cover you know things like you know stranger danger and i although i guess that's always true yeah i don't know i don't know what they talk about at sesame street
2: let's do the don't panic sesame street challenge
0: that I, honestly we might learn something
1: is sesame street streaming anywhere they actually do have like
0: a semi-exclusive relationship with HBO, so it's on HBO Max. They have a whole Sesame Street uh, section of HBO Max.
1: Wow, I've n- I've never never found myself in that section.
0: Yes, isn't that funny how that happens? Huh.
1: It's almost like they know I'm not a child.
0: You were too busy watching <laughs> the new Tom and Jerry movie to to get over to the Sesame Workshop section. This
1: is it new oh, Tom yeah. and Jerry movie?
0: Oh yeah, that that was uh, it. You know that uh, the HBO Max, like it's in theaters and streaming at the same time thing, like I did with Wonder Woman. Well, you can now watch the new Tom and Jerry movie in theaters now, but also streaming on HBO Max. I'm told it's not good.
1: Yeah, I have. I don't think I've watched any movies on HBO Max. I think I almost watched Wonder Woman, but then I, everyone said it was really bad, so I just didn't watch. I just skipped it.
0: Yeah. It 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 was fine.
2: I didn't hate it. We should have done a, a movie league where instead of betting on like how much movies how much money the movies will make, we just bet on which movie will be the one that is actually in theaters first.
0: <laughs> there are websites that do that. There there I've seen that going around. The the sort of uh if they'll actually open, how many screens they'll open on challenge. Right. But, you know, the the tough thing is that there's this new thing going around where coming back from the coronavirus, they're starting to release, like, independent movies, Oscar movies, right? There's certain eligibility, like, has to be in so many theaters to be eligible for an Oscar. There's certain rules they have to do it. They're still doing that? They're still, even if it's in, like, 10 theaters and nobody goes to see it, they still do it so they can say it's in theaters. But what they're they're not releasing, there's no law that says they have to say what the box office number is. (laughs) they've only done it for promotional reasons right you want to be number one and so they've just always done it now they're not releasing the box office numbers for these smaller movies and everyone's wondering if after coronavirus if you'll see less and less you know uh Mm. movie companies releasing the box office numbers which would really be hard for us to do a movie league
2: right that'd be interesting we
1: have to redefine the metrics for the movie league
0: yeah, we'd have to come up with something clever. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter if we know that the Avengers made a gazillion dollars. We know it's going to make a gazillion dollars anyway, you know? I I don't know if there's as much incentive anymore to promote those numbers for the movie companies.
1: I don't know. I don't know, man. Speaking of movies, um for whatever reason the last few months they've been doing a, like several fancy like real movies with with Hollywood people in them have been filming in Boston. And this past week on like Commonwealth Ave, there was stuff was happening. There were like trucks for like three days, like all kinds of people moving stuff in and out of buildings. And I was going, I just went for a walk at lunchtime. So I was walking down Commonwealth Ave. Like it was chaos. Like there were school buses filled with people like, pulling up to the side of this the, the road and like I was like wading through you know all kinds of crap and I've like I don't know all kinds of people I noticed this guy this one guy had like a really weird face mask on it's very strange I walked I walked through later that day I like I'm looking at the Boston Globe and there's an article like Ben Affleck's filming this movie in Boston today and it's a picture of Ben Affleck on the street wearing a stupid like this st- weird stupid face mask that i saw that guy wearing so i'm I'm pretty sure i i had a a, a drive-by ben affleck encounter i didn't even know because he was all coveted up but huh wow yeah this must now, be good for the celebrities, celebrities.
0: The, the masking. Oh, that they can hide behind the mask. Yeah, <laughs>
1: right.
0: But that, I was also going to say, there's a better than decent chance you saw Ben Affleck's stunt double or look alike.
1: <laughs> that could be,
0: but that's it, still pretty impressive.
1: It could also be that more than one person had a weird face mask, and I just happened to walk by a person, a different person with with a weird face mask. But <laughs> what was I'm so weird about it? It seems it, like this really being... stuck
2: in your head. Well, it was like he had like
1: a regular surgical mask on and then he had like just a plastic face shield that like it had a strap in the middle. So like it attached to his head like goggles, but it was like just a piece of plastic that was like, I've just never seen anything quite like it before. I
2: don't know.
0: Now, also to be fair, and not to take your moment away from you, but if there was anywhere on Earth you're going to spot Ben Affleck, it's probably Boston. So,
1: that's true. Why is <laughs> that? Because he...
0: he's he's from Boston, isn't he? Uh,
1: something like that.
0: That was always the joke with him and and Matt Damon are both Boston guys.
1: Yeah, they they do post a lot of pictures of him drinking Dunkin' Donuts on the internet. That seems oh, to be a recall. That's
2: why. Got it.
1: Yep.
0: But that's cool. You could have been it. You should have tried to get in the movie.
1: Well, I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. I just, uh, you, no, have, I you know, I didn't know what it was mugged, till after.
2: You should have mugged Ben Affleck, taken his face mask, and then literally been in the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Local man arrested.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, right, I could have been in that news story instead of. <laughs> it's a missed opportunity. <laughs> And so this is the second time the the like the Jennifer Lawrence like Meryl Streep movie filmed like in the park across the street from my apartment a month or two ago. And like we saw Meryl Streep from afar.
0: Hey, oh, so you're the guy I saw that movie. You're the guy in the movie screaming, hey, are you Meryl Streep? <laughs> Hey, over here! That yeah, was really I, distracting. I'm surprised I, they left it in the movie. I, I, I gotta credit. You got a, but you see, what's nice is you got the and credit because it was Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, and Colby Rabideau, which is you got to have a lot of gravitas for that.
2: Yep. Colby Rabideau this guy screaming in the background.
0: Yes, as guy we could not cut out of the Colby film Colby in every the shot.
2: obnoxious Boston local. <laughs> I'm walking here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, they want to film in my backyard. That's that's the price, the price of admission.
0: Damn, that's exciting. That's that big city living, (laughs) right? That's why they call Boston the Hollywood of the East.
1: (laughs) I think the only like aside from this, the only other movie filming encounter I've ever had was when they were doing the, the Ghostbusters remake. But they were pretending it was supposed, to, it was set, the movie was still set in New York, so they had set up New York-looking subway, like, fake New New York-looking subway entrances, like, just on the street in downtown must Wow. <laughs> it was very silly. I just saw the subway entrances. I didn't see any famous people.
0: Well, that's and I won't get too much into it, but that's the fascinating thing about filming and tax credits is literally something I'd like. All fifty states offer some form of filming tax credits, so literally a movie like Ghostbusters will bid out against all and whichever city offers them the best tax credits, they will go to. So they could have shot it in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and made it look like New York City if they got more money to shoot there. Right, just one of those funny things.
2: Here's a here's a tax credit fun fact I learned this week. Um, did you know, fun fact, in Washington state, if you buy an electric car, uh, so in many states, if you buy an electric car, you get some sort of tax, like state tax rebate. Um, Mm -hmm. in Washington state, not only do you not get a state tax rebate, you, they charge you more. Why is this?
0: (laughs) Why is this? I want to know.
2: Uh, because, because Washington state does not have an income tax. One of the ways in which they make money is by taxing gas, and they're all freaked out because, mm. like, oh man, if too many people buy electric cars, we won't make any money from from the gas tax. We've got to make up for that, it's like by taxing the electric. Why not tax electricity? Why not tax the like the charging thing? It doesn't make any sense. Um, while I'm ranting, speaking of cars, so you know, long-time yes. viewers will know that. Uh, the leading a nomadic life across the uh, United States and not staying in major cities results in you absolutely needing a car uh, and we've rented way too many cars uh, but I thought I had I thought I had the perfect solution which maybe I mentioned a while ago called sixth plus this is not an endorsement they are not advertising they couldn't pay me to advertise for them uh, and so a couple of weeks ago, so six plus is a car subscription. You're like, Hey, you pay a $600 a month and you get some like beater economy, not beater. You get a newish economy car and you can keep it as long as you want on a month to month basis. I think there was like a $200 initial fee. Otherwise it was like just a monthly fee and you get insurance and you get like maintenance and all the stuff. Yeah, like, if you're going to keep a car just for a couple months, it's great. And there are all sorts of downsides. Like, you have to return it to the location you picked it up at and all this stuff. Uh, But I was ready. It was like, we even, we changed our plans. So, like, all right, we're going to fly into Boston. Shout-outs to Boston. Because that is a, uh, don't even get me started. In New York, you can't do anything exciting with cars in New York. It's all illegal. So, like, can't do Turo, can't do car subscriptions. Like there's all sorts of restrictions on how uh, dealerships can operate. So you can't actually do this in New York. So it's like, I could fly into New Jersey. I could fly into Boston. It's like, all right, we will fly into Boston. We don't have anywhere to be anyways. Then I go to like make the reservation and it has this thing, like very prominently, like just drive your car tomorrow. Uh, And I noticed that like now I can't select a date before August 16th. Like, oh, that's weird. And there's no, no verbiage, just like all cars across the nation are booked out until August 16th, Like that can't be right. So then I emailed them. I was like, Hey, what's the deal? Is there like a bug? Like, and they're like, Oh, we're just not letting people book cars until August 16th. And I was like, all right, fuck you. uh, (laughs) Then like, why would I, (laughs) you literally says right here, you know, drive your car tomorrow and you're already breaking one of those things. Why would I depend on the service? So, so I didn't, we're not going to do that. And then, of course, come to find out a couple days later, now the website lets you book uh, whenever you want again, with the notable exception of the $200 activation fee is now $1,000 activation fee, which completely changes the economics of just having it for three months. (sighs) So my rant about this is, like, I thought technologically that any company at this point could. So I think what probably happened is that it's too successful. The program we're making too much money, too many customers. Well, you have to like have to raise the prices, Uh, but they they really wanted to put the brakes on it, so they just fucked up their website and broke it for a couple days. Mm -hmm. And and like I thought we had the technology where like any company could make a text change to their website very simply. Like, I thought that that was a solved problem. You as a business could change the text on your website. And maybe, Sean, maybe you could could uh, shed some light on this. That seems pretty easy to do. Now, if you want to add, like, oh, let's add, like, a live streaming box. Like, yeah, sure. Like, that seems hard. Uh, but text? Can't you just add a little thing? Like, hey, we're temporarily suspending, blah, blah, blah. Well,
0: First of all, I appreciate you asking me how to make changes to website, something I'm vastly underqualified to do, and you're precisely qualified to do. So but that's why I'm that. asking
2: you, um, because it seems easy to me. <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, it does seem easy. I, I think it just it's, it sounds like a function of poor management rather than website capabilities um, more than anything else. I mean, the only reason I could think of from a website perspective would be if they had to make some kind of change to yeah, I'm sure there's they, a million reasons why they would do that. It's just none are good. Like if like maybe the reason they in the process of upgrading to the thousand dollar thing, they had to change their payment processor or something, and they decide to stop accepting payments while they upgrade. I No, it it's clearly a failure. Now, why exactly it happened, that's a question mark. But no, that's that's very dumb. But also like, you're probably right. They probably are so successful that they could turn off the website for a month and they'd probably still be fine, which I guess is good for them. But that's not how business is supposed to work. You're supposed to, to make more money. Like, like, none of it works how it's supposed to work. <laughs> you're not supposed to be able to just take your thing from 200 to to $1,000 and be as if not more successful. And yet they will be.
2: so um, I mean
0: Dan, Dan, this is your superhero origin story right here. This is where you take this failing and you make your own car service and make a gazillion dollars
2: yeah. <laughs> I did that n- never mind, I can't get into that um i had to, i well, I will get into it. I had to become an ordained minister to uh try maybe we were, no <laughs> to to uh hopefully officiate. Uh, my friend's wedding over the summer. Uh, Oh, very cool. And I was thinking about this. I was like, well, there must be, because it's so easy to do. It takes like two minutes. There must be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of ministers, ordained ministers in the United States, maybe hundreds of thousands, right? And I'm going to spend my 50 bucks or whatever it was to do this. And I'm going to do it one time. But if someone were in a pinch, like being a notary, right? If someone were in a pinch they needed an ordained minister, I could always do it. It's just I don't know who those people are. So we need Airbnb for ministers or Uber for ministers. Where you say, I need a minister in, you know, at this date, at this time, and you get a list of ministers in your area. Hot single ministers in your area. Well, you know, it's so <laughs>
0: I love it. MinisterMingle.com. I love that. (laughs) That's awesome. It's it's the perfect three way, a husband, a wife, and a minister. Uh, And
2: the Holy Spirit.
0: uh, (laughs) Well, it's funny because after I officiated my brother's wedding, I had some people come up to me and they're like, you should do it. Like you're good at it. You should do this. And so I like Googled around. I'm like, can you make money? Just like being a full-time guy who marries people. And what I learned is there's like a cabal style racket of it's kind of like photographers or florists or any of that wedding stuff where it's like you have to be tied to a venue or else they lock you out like that. You can't just like, well, it's not like legal quote unquote, but it's like either it's a family member or it's like they have a guy and they're like, Joe does all the weddings for this mansion. You rent, you know, and it's like they kind of so you have to be in with them. Or the other part of the racket is the justice of the peace racket, mm-hmm. which that's where the, the real money is becoming a justice of the peace. And then you do all like the city weddings and you make like really good money. And it is an enormous hassle to become a justice of the peace, depending on where you live. So I, what basically what I found was there are too many people doing it and there's not enough, not enough money for the hassle, but I like the idea.
2: Thanks. Yeah. I, I maybe once uh, next time I'm searching for a job, I can start uh, AirPnP and Minister Mingle.com. <laughs> well,
0: that's what people air P&P, me, like Sean.
2: Not a business you want to get into in COVID times, but soon, soon we're going to be on the upswing.
0: Well, that's, you know, people are like, oh, you should make some money on the weekends. I'm like, so what? You make, it, they pay you a hundred bucks, you got to drive an hour or wherever insane place you have to go, depending, you know, if you live in New York city, maybe it's different. If you live where I live, you got to drive somewhere. You have to be both. You have to be at the rehearsal, which is usually the day before. So you got to get a hotel room. Maybe they provide you one. Maybe they don't. You gotta, you gotta be all dressed up. You have to work with them before the wedding to make sure the speech is right and everything. It's like, it's more annoying than it sounds. And I'm very lazy.
1: You said you, you only get paid a hundred bucks
0: yeah it really is it's really not much more than that or less, if you're just yeah. like a guy like if you're like really good maybe it's slightly more but it's genuinely not that much
1: right you're you're the wedding minister rock star
0: i mean i'm an idiot i did it for free for my brother what was i thinking and i still had to get him a gift and buy a hotel room oh my gosh ripped me off. wow
1: yeah you gotta take it to the cleaners
2: so, it's a, I'm, we're back to renting cars a uh, weekend and week-by-week week basis. Well, are you um, renting
0: any fun cars, or are you just getting the generic economy models?
2: No, no. First of all, <clears throat> it's very difficult to ensure anything about the car you're going to end up with, I guess, unless you maybe go on the very high end. And Second of all, we're probably going to have to end up buying a car at some point in the next two years. So every dollar we spend renting a car is a dollar that could not be spent buying our car. So that's my car update. More sadness. But you've got you've got to be racking
0: up the points though. Whatever rental service you use, you've got to be drowning in points at this
2: point. Uh, that's a good question. We have we have also like We've done Hertz, we've done Budget, and we've done Enterprise. Enterprise is by far the most expensive, typically. Uh, did I tell you the story about their computer glitch?
0: I don't think Maybe so. Maybe not.
2: Oh, my God. So when we got to Washington State, uh, we had booked the the car, the rental car, through Enterprise, like, last summer, a long time ago. I mean, and it was an SUV because we, we wanted all-wheel drive. We're going to go into the mountains. And it was... Six hundred dollars a month, I think it was ridiculous. um And we show up. Oh no, the week before I get this call from a Washington State number and it's Enterprise, and like, oh man, like you, know, there was a computer glitch, and we for a brief period over the summer we were renting out all cars for the for the. Pr-. That was the other thing we noticed. So like, wow, this is exactly the same price as an economy car, and the midsize SUV is the same as the premium SUV. So let's just get the premium one. Uh, so he booked like three months of premium SUVs through this enterprise for $600 a month. And the guy was like, so apologetic. oh it was a computer glitch and he's going on and on. I was like, I don't care about getting a, whatever that big black SUV that all the UN people drive around it. I don't care about that. All I need is all wheel drive. In fact, if it were smaller, it would really be better. It's like, okay, <clears throat> we'll take care of it. Like, great. And I I didn't need to say that we're not going to pay any extra cause this is your fault, not mine. Uh, so we show up at the car rental place. There's a different woman there and she, I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, Dan Miller. And she's like, Oh, you're the person who got the, like the, the glitched uh, car. I was like, yep, yep. That was me. And she's like, oh, okay. And she, she brings it out and we do the walk around and she does the thing. We're like, all right, do you want the, the, uh, the easy pass thing. Do you want this insurance? Do You want that insurance? I was like, no, 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 no. She's like, oh, do you want the collision waiver? I was like, no. She's like, really? You're paying six hundred dollars a month, and you don't even want the collision waiver? I was like, <laughs> first of all, uh, why do you care? <laughs> and second of all, why do you try to like? Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing. Why do you care? Because she sounded aggrieved. She sounds like, wow, like you got such a good deal. You're not even gonna give us the like extra money. It's like, you don't what? You don't owe these people anything. You just work here. It was so weird. Uh so I managed to escape the upsell and, and get in the car. That was my other car renting computer glitch. <laughs> so I guess my advice is did, maybe someone should write a, a
1: box.
2: Oh yes, we did. I was I was very adamant that I made sure that we did. Because one time we rented from uh twice we rented from budget uh for a month. We ordered an SUV. One time, they didn't have any SUVs with all-wheel drive, any cars at all with all-wheel drive. So we just got like this Mitsubishi SUV with literally the cheapest model was the only one to have all-wheel drive. And then the second time, we get, show up, and they don't have any SUVs at all. They only have a minivan or a Toyota Camry. It's like, we're driving back to New York tomorrow with That's what three I months worth of stuff. I can't fit all of it in a Toyota Camry. I guess I'll drive the minivan. So budget is on the, on the outs. I'm on the outs with budget. That's fair.
0: No luck. No luck. Well, keep, keep hanging in there. Keep hanging in there. Car rentals are <laughs> one of the fun things in life. is, is my humble opinion. I, I miss renting oh, really? cars. But then again, I was doing a short, short business stays and the company paid for it. And, it was always it was always a fun gamble to see what car you would get cuz I would literally it, it, because I was ordering through a corporate okay Jesus Christ this cat knocking the headphones <laughs> off my ear shell um I would rent through a corporate portal so the prices were different than what like the public would see but most of the times it was where all the cars were the same price so I would like randomly pick like all right I'm going to go with a large sedan or I'm going to I'm going to go with a you know whatever nothing too exotic but it would always be a a mystery especially when i was renting in europe so um i do i do miss getting to test drive there was one time i got to the airport in albany maybe it was albany or it was hartford and i went to the parking garage to get the car and the lady was like oh you're in luck they just dropped these off i'm like what do you mean she's like the dealer just dropped these off these are brand new cars they all had zero miles on them i was the first wow. person to ever drive it it was like literally from the factory still had plastic on it it was it was awesome wow. um and I, I drove that thing like a lunatic so that was fun
1: <laughs> ran it into the ground
0: and by the way it was yeah, a it's... ford fusion and it was very mediocre
2: <laughs> it's fun when you do it doesn't matter what car you get right? right our problem is like if we don't have all-wheel drive and it's not big enough we're like completely screwed Right, you're the in one. In fact, that all-wheel who drive, me. it was it was hard to even get out of the driveway to begin the drive back to New York. Never mind if you could fit everything in the car.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, if anyone out there has a car they're looking to loan, Dan is in the market.
2: Yeah, if you if you want to uh, get six hundred dollars a month for me to drive your car, uh, email me at uh, Dan at dmiller.dev.
0: Hook, hook him up. Hook him up. He deserves it. Don't let him get stuck in the driveway. <laughs> oh, boy, guys. Well, is there... Uh, unless there's any other thrilling, exciting adventures, we can pivot on over to tech news. There is technically some in the rundown.
2: I have, I have something I, genu- I don't think is in the rundown that I want to talk about.
0: Awesome. Well, bring it on. Let's start with it. We the heck to is the table- that...
2: When is the Apple, the iOS update coming that enables Face ID with the masks? Didn't we hear about that like over like last winter or like December? Yeah, Dan, you're talking about iOS 14.5. Five. Give it to me, Apple. I want it. I want it now.
0: Uh, The the rumor is sometime in March, the public beta is available now. Uh, It broke my Apple Watch, so I don't recommend you get it. Um, (laughs) uh, Or I should say the watchOS beta broke my watch. Um,
2: You might need the watchOS beta, though, to do the the face mask unlocking thing.
0: That's why I downloaded it, and it shredded my Series 3. The issue is is just the old Series 3 and younger all have too little storage in them. Uh huh. Because they only have like I think up to eight gigabytes, and then when they went to the four, they went to like thirty-two or sixty-four or something, and it's fine. So if you if you have a series three or younger, do not do the beta. And I don't even know if the final version is going to work. That's my hot tip for you. But um, yeah, they're just we talked was it yeah two weeks ago we talked about a potential March event. Um, still no word on it, um, but it's the expectation is it'll be released this month.
2: All right, I feel better
0: iOS 14.5 will also include, in addition to the uh, watch unlocking, setting a default music player of choice, more than 200 new emoji, uh, fitness plus workouts uh, with AirPlay, being able to put that on a monitor, um, some Siri updates, including the ability to have it call 911 for you, um, as well as support for PS5 and Xbox Series X controllers.
2: All right, let's start an official... I'm looking at the the first story in the rundown, uh, and I have some follow-up after we talk about that first story. This is the uh, Apple Find My uh, thing.
0: Yes, another 14.5 beta item. Item safety alerts. Uh, They'll notify you of an unknown device being tracked is moving with you so you can remove it or disable it. Basically, uh, it's to counteract a scenario where Find My compatible device is hidden in a pocket or bag and used to track your movements. Very spy stuff, but basically I slip a little uh, AirTag fob in Dan's pocket and I use Find My to track him. And basically what it will do is a little uh, pop-up will come up and say the owner of an unknown item will be able to see your location um, and uh, and can follow you. So basically, if if there's a device that very closely matches your movement but is not tied to your account, it will warn you, um, and you will be able to uh, disable tracking with it.
2: Man, that's so obvious, uh, a a thing that could go wrong, and I've been thinking about AirTags for years, it feels like. I don't know if it's actually been years, and I would never thought about it.
0: Well, you know, they're so incredibly precise now. I think that's really, you know, blue, with Bluetooth tracking or whatever, it's a little less precise. But I mean, these are going to be able, like, within a building, you're going to be able to know where somebody is. Um, it's definitely uh, definitely something to be concerned with.
2: Yeah.
1: Does this mean AirTags is happening?
2: Well, that was going to be uh, my follow-up. Is happening. <laughs> what is everyone's bet on whether, if there is a March event, if AirTags is uh, announced? Not even if you can buy it, if it's announced.
1: I'm going to say yes. It's going to be announced. And it's going to be a, an air doc situation where they won't tell you. Uh, when you they're can not buy going it. to tell us when we can buy it.
0: I don't think so. I'm voting no. I'm voting the June uh, WDC developers event. And I think they'll do it alongside iOS 15 is my guess.
2: My guess is that there's been like, this thing has been so close to being released so many times that actually, they've actually just canceled it. And that, because <laughs> these features, I think are publicly announced, right? Like the Find My changes. There are Find My changes in the yeah. last couple yeah. iOS releases. And if they were going to do a like big push here, you'd think they would have done that stuff all at once. I think they've decided to can the Air Tags and then just release the other features piecemeal. That's my hot take. Well, as there was a story, me, and
0: I don't remember if it was a rumor or they or they actually announced that they were doing it. Um, that they were that you could that they had software integration where third parties could better integrate with Find My. I don't re- remember the details of exactly what happened. And you're right, Dan. They might have canceled their own physical Air Tags, but certainly encouraged other third parties like Tile and other companies to integrate with them. I just think that. And I agree with you, Dan, you're right. Why would they trickle out the software and say nothing about the hardware? That's my guess with WWDC, is they're going to do a big presentation on the software and bring in the hardware. But mm-hmm. the other weird thing about AirTags is, and this lends to your theory, Dan, we've never seen leaked hardware. We've seen, like, rumored images. We've seen, co- like, it lists in code. But I've never seen, like, one of those, like, Chinese factory leaks where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, here's what it's going to look like or even, like, a good rendering. And the fact that there's no like actual look to it tells me that maybe they actually never had a look for it, and it's not a physical item in the way we think it's going to be.
2: Yeah,
0: that's a good point.
1: Interesting.
0: Hmm. I mean, I still have yet to figure out Apple's exact accessories strategy. Uh, it continues to baffle me. Um, especially as someone, and I'll talk about this when we get to picks, who just bought a bunch of Apple accessories, um, it's weird and and mismatched, and sometimes they have Apple products and sometimes they have third products, and there's really not that much that's truly compatible. It's very weird to me, and so if they were to roll out AirTags, I think it would be an odd choice for them. I, I really do think, from like a as a guy who follows Apple, I think it would make more sense based on their history for them to partner with other companies you know like they do and here are 30 accessory companies who are air certified and they can make air tag devices you know i don't know that could be the future
1: like air print style
0: yeah where and they already have the manufacturers lined up and you've got the belkin and the kind of all these accessory guys coming out on day one with their air tags um i think you know is that really something apple wants to be in charge of manufacturing
1: mm though you th- you'd almost think i don't know like like if they were doing it with other companies you'd almost expect mm-hmm. there would have been a leak of that but very maybe true. not maybe maybe that's just being pessimistic
0: very true <laughs> i choked in my
2: beer <coughs> oh boy
0: sean's dying Oh, it's, so it's sean's,
2: sean's cat was uh taking revenge yeah he's uh he's the worst <laughs> um can Mr. We,
0: Little beast but can, yes
2: can we talk about i've been like very busy so none of these tech stories have really pierced my bubble except for the nft thing and i don't know i know it has something to do with cryptos stuff and art but that's it that's all i know what's the deal
0: Dan, I'm so excited. This is the one story I actually did my homework on this week. <laughs> let's talk <Yes>. non-fungible tokens. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and please stop me if I get too off track here. So basically, let's talk about uh, items on the web, okay? And what what is a fungible and non-fungible token? A fungible token is something that's, identical and interchangeable to another one. One Bitcoin is the same as another Bitcoin. Each one is not unique. You look at the quantity of them, not each one individually, right? That's a fungible token. But there's something called a non-fungible token, which is a unique digital item, which uses the blockchain plus a few extra details tacked onto it to create something that is unique and traceable because it's in the blockchain. Um, They use Ethereum in this case um, to support the NFTs, um and so what people are now doing with them is they've said okay well now we can create a digital asset that one person can prove they own because there's only one of it and it can be certified on the blockchain sort of like a certificate of authenticity if you will if you're buying an athlete's autograph well people decided that if you can make one of something that makes it instantly valuable and hence NFT uh marketplaces now, there are a couple of big ways this is going around. Uh, one of the biggest right now is, are you guys familiar with NBA Top Shot? No. No. I give them credit. This is one of the, the neat ideas I've seen. It's officially licensed with the NBA, but it's essentially a website where you can buy NBA highlights. And basically what it is is you may get a, a uh, Michael Jordan slam dunking over Charles Barkley, right? It's maybe a 20-second video clip. NBA will sell you that, the non-exclusive rights, but the rights to that clip as a non-fungible token for a certain amount of money that you can then own, reuse with certain rights and limitations, or later resell. And it's up to the NBA to release, to create and then release these tokens within NBA Topshop.
2: Is this an existing product that existed you can, before this? Uh, well,
0: what do you mean? No, it's only possible because of fungible oh, tokens. I see. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But and I'll pull up some examples here. They they call it officially licensed digital collectibles. Sometimes they're playing cards. Sometimes they're videos. Um, but what's crazy is I just want to show you some of these numbers. Um, so what? Basically, I Nami Tapshot's just a good example because it's like a real legit marketplace. But for each one, they have different versions. So they're common, where there can be over 1,000 copies, and you get those in packs starting at $9 for nine moments. There's rare ones. There's legendary ones. There's platinum ultimate, of which there are only three, and you can only buy through auction. And then there's Genesis ultimate, of which there's only one digital copy. Hence, you know, scarcity creates value.
2: Um, Now, except old. Yeah, go ahead. In this case... Everyone knows that it's not the only one because they're just video clips and ESPN or the NBA has all the originals.
0: Well, that's the thing, right? Is can you really own a digital picture when someone can just screenshot it and share it, right? But that's not – it's one of those things where that's not the point. Like I agree with you. Um, and is it stupid for someone to spend literally tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars on an NBA highlight that's on YouTube in a hundred different fashion? Sure. But it's the fact that there's only one and theoretically will only ever be one that creates value. Now, there are some examples here, uh, where different artists are using it in different ways. Um, for example, let me see if I can get this. Um, there was what was the band a band just released their album on uh nft but it was exclusive deluxe versions and certain levels which you bought came with things like uh four front row seats for life and exclusive backstage access and it's going up for auction but again because there's only ever one it can be tied to an individual um i know that taco bell of course having to get in on the uh on the fad of the week, um, sold a bunch of taco themed gifts and images, but also they auctioned them off. They claimed the proceeds went to their, uh, scholarship charity, but also some of them came with $500 real life Taco Bell gift cards as part of your purchase. So some come with real assets. Some are literally just the image or the card, but it's almost like any trading marketplace where what is a little printed baseball card worth theoretically it's a piece of paper it's worth nothing it's only worth what someone will pay for it it's the same with one of these non-fungible tokens
2: huh and what software are like what how did taco bell set this up like is there a marketplace for nfts yeah
0: there's both apps uh that will uh Cryptoize your art and put it on the blockchain for you, and then there are also auction sites. Um, NBA Top Shot, for example, kind of does it all in one. Uh, but there are other sites, and I have seen examples. I just can't think of the. Uh,
2: and so, if if you're an NBA fan and you're getting into this, um, you would would you need to get like I don't know how Ethereum works. Is there like a wallet that you get? Would you need to store your like yes. So there's a bunch of like NBA yeah. fans who are who are running like Ethereum blockchains on their PC so they can download clips of NBA no. players. Okay.
0: So Topshot's <laughs> different. You do it all within the Topshot app. The Topshot handles the blockchain for you. I if you see. create a Topshot app and you do the money through Topshot, and that's why the NBA loves it because they're making money for nothing. Um, and you know, you can always export it and you own the rights to it, and it is on a public blockchain, but you don't deal with any of that. You give Topshot the money and they give you your most that you own. So if
1: so is you, the th-
0: Go ahead, Colby.
1: Oh, like, is the thing in the blockchain?
0: It's in a blockchain. There's no as far as I understand it, there's no one like there's no one the Ethereum is one blockchain, right? But there are different blockchains. But yes, it is somewhere that can be proven. I and this is the part it goes beyond my knowledge. I'll be honest, but it is somewhere that is publicly verified. In the same way, you can prove you own a Bitcoin that you own this thing. Gotcha. Do
2: you know if if you had an Ethereum blockchain on your computer, could you could you identify yourself and then use that you and then re-download your thing?
0: i don't know i don't know that's That's i I don't know exactly how you own like like the ownership part is more of a legal thing than it is like a you get copies of the art you know what i mean it's just more to say you own it i'm sure maybe you can download like an mp4 of that nba highlight i don't know um but it's just more about saying you own it
1: so should we make don't panic nfts
0: Well, that's the other interesting thing about NFTs that has come under a lot of criticism lately, A, because it's dumb, but also B, because of the environmental impact. Uh, Creating a Bitcoin, as you guys know, takes a lot of processor power. Uh, because you mine those Bitcoins. Well, believe it or not, creating an NFT also uses because it has to be crunched and munched into uh, whatever goes on the blockchain. I, I don't know, computer stuff. Uh, but there, There's actually a website I saw a screen grab of that an artist was talking about on Twitter where it will like crunch your art. It'll create an NFT for you, but it will also tell you the environmental impact of what you just did and somebody crunched their art into an NFT and it used something like the power of what 44 homes use in a single year, like was the amount of electricity it took or something crazy. Like the environmental impact of doing this is, is kind of wacky as well. Weird. So So we should not
2: next week. We should only watch Sesame Street. We should not also buy NFTs for the don't panic challenge.
0: Well, maybe there's a Sesame Street episode on NFTs where we can learn how they actually work. Like Grover can
2: teach you about (laughs) NFTs. That would be great. I thought you were going to say that you could buy Sesame Street episodes on the blockchain and own them. Well, you know, it is
0: funny that, you know, could theoretically... could theoretically someday you buy like episode TV episodes like you would buy on Amazon Prime, and you buy them on the blockchain, and that's how you prove you own them, and it's not tied to a central company like Amazon. Maybe I don't know. That to me is interesting. I think, I, I think this sort of like rich guy, it, it's a trading market again. It's it's like baseball cards or anything else where they hope they buy it today, and in a couple of years it'll be worth more than what they bought it, so they can sold it. It's not about the fact you, you no know, one's going around like, dude, I own that. Carl Malone, I like, yeah. Oh, it's like, no, I'm going to sell it in three weeks and hopefully make money. So it's like a stock market or anything else stupid like that. Right. Great. For rich people money. to waste money on.
2: Yeah. You want to hear a fun stock market fact? <laughs> I would love to. That I learned from my uh, lawyerly lady friend. Um, so. Apparently, I don't I don't know what this means, but people say there's a lot of money in the market. I don't I don't know what that means, but apparently because of that, companies have more money than they know what to do with. So, one thing that companies are now doing is they are creating companies that do nothing. The only thing they have is a lot of money, and then those companies are going public, and the like S1 is this company does nothing, but at some point, our parent company is going to turn this co- is going to acquire another company and then like reverse acquire it into this company such that this stock that you just bought will become MySpace or whatever. Uh, so you know, buy it on speculation, YOLO, like who knows? And people are going nuts <laughs> with this. <laughs> how, how crazy is that?
0: It's, it's amazing. You know, I do love that some of the greatest innovations in our country are happening in the stock market. Um, obviously, helping this, folks like you and I.
2: Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, this is a big difference.
1: It seems like such a bad idea.
0: Oh, it is. I'll have to, uh, one of these days, I'll pick. I read a book a little while back on the fall of General Electric. Um, which was, it was an interesting read, Uh, but the, the stock shenanigans and the like financial shenanigans they pulled to constantly be pumping money out of a company that was losing money um, was very impressive. And they did shit like that, Dan, where they would like park a bunch of money and then move it at the end of the month. So it would look different. And then they'd spin it off into like a separately owned company and all those kind of, you know, things that ended up bankrupting them.
2: Yeah. I I heard about uh, like a prototype of this from, a long time ago, which was companies that were doing poorly uh, and they didn't have like a lot going for them would sell themselves to another company. And basically the other company would be buying their public listing. So you would be Kodak. It would still be listed as Kodak, but now Kodak would be like a subsidiary of GE. And they, instead of making film, now they make microscopes. Uh, and, And they just saved money on well we didn't have to go public and like file the documents and hire the lawyers and do the accounting we just became public uh <laughs> yeah weird. weird shit man
0: we got into the wrong line of work
2: yeah yeah clearly it's clearly <laughs> yeah so those are your those are your non-fungible tokens does anyone here check, own check a own cryptocurrency out at a store near that, you? that isn't Bitcoin? Speaking of speaking of this stuff,
0: I've, yeah. I've never owned any. I
2: was too I
0: was too stupid. I should have done it, and I didn't. I let Bitcoin pass me. No, I wouldn't even know. To to me, literally, I think if I was like, if if you came to me and were like Sean, you, I'm gonna tell you, buy some whatever Dogecoin or whatever, whatever the cri- <laughs> cryptocurrency of the day is. I would literally feel like I'm a hacker and I would go into Google, like how to buy Do- like, I'd feel like I'm going on the dark web or some shit. i still don't get it. So how
1: to doge.
0: There's like, <laughs> I you know, those, uh, those coin star machines where you put your change in and you get the little slip and yes, uh, I love I, those things. I, they're great. And I walked by one at the supermarket the other day, and there was a big sign on it. Now cashing out in Bitcoin. What? Wow coinbase was the, the the app they were using like yes now now get your change in cryptocurrency and i'm like i'm not gonna exchange all my pennies and nickels in for goddamn cryptocurrency for fuck's sake guys come on
1: it might It'd be, be good i don't money. know yeah depending on the i don't know what the future looks like
0: it's you know all, all do 23 $20 dollars
2: put your retirement fund in there or whatever yeah
0: <laughs> Well that I you know I've got a couple of 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 newer young employees in my on uh, my team and I'm not an expert but this is kind of their first real job so they're like have questions about like 401k and compensation structures and things like you understand when you've had a real job for a while and I try explaining health insurance I try explaining it and we always end the conversation with with they're like That's bullshit. I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. Sorry, (laughs) that's a system. Like between like high deductible plans and HSAs, and they're like, oh, so I really don't have health insurance? And I'm like, not really. (laughs) Oh, so funny.
1: Yeah, insurance. I, I uh, so my company changed payroll providers this past year and the new payroll tr- provider screwed up the transition which we found out when all our W2s were incorrect yeah. so I still have not gotten a W2 where like like counting the days till uh till April 1
0: but well you've got to be like was it a Seattle Se- – there was a football player. I think it was a Seattle Seahawks football player who negotiated in his contract that the team has to pay him in cryptocurrency.
2: Huh. <laughs> I like, would not policy? want to get paid in crypto. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's, that's what he negotiated. And the league literally had to, like, call in a bunch of lawyers and, like, they had to do, like, a special – like they had no idea how to even legally do that, and so they had to figure so it's like it's this complicated thing where they don't actually pay him in crypto. they pay a third party who then pays him And it's like this whole thing uh oh, but like he, he Colby's was,
2: uh gift card compensation thing that he was telling us about,
1: oh yeah, like the the weird experiences the experience. that might be
2: t- uh tax wise very beneficial to the uh the n f l because it doesn't count as oh. a payroll.
0: I'm sure the IRS will get them somehow. This is large sums of money. They'll bust their butts. I'll tell you, but no, Hey, employee contributions. I won't get onto that, but I've been dealing with that too. And you would not believe the legal ramifications of giving gifts to employees. It's more expensive than you think. I believe it. Um, But that's another story for another day. So, uh, so yeah. So guys, why don't we brainstorm some don't panic NFTs and see if we can sell them even for a dollar. I'd be curious. (laughs) What could, what could we create as a digital asset for Don't Panic that we could sell?
2: I mean, the episodes are, are obvious, but I think what would be more fun is picks. We got the pick of the, oh, the this weekend oh, picture. And we could display like someone's little logo next to them if they buy one. I like that. I was going to say
0: we could sell Colby.
1: <laughs> that's true. Just, the, just, the, just Just
0: Colby's likeness.
1: Right. You could you get a a digital reconstruction of me based on we'll just clip out every word Colby said
0: and you can buy just Colby's audio in the episodes.
1: (laughs) That could be fun. We could do like bespoke, we could do a bespoke episode for people. Like if you you pay us, you know what, ten thousand dollars, right? What's our time worth? And I was like, gonna say ten right.
2: dollars? <laughs> well, um I don't want yeah, to for ten thousand dollars I'll record an episode on whatever topic someone wants.
0: I'll do it in their living room for ten thousand dollars.
2: <laughs> right,
1: and then you get cryptographic proof that the episode was recorded in your living room.
2: Right, and we won't even release it. It can just be for you. Yep.
0: You'll be the exclusive rights holder of that one episode.
1: Yeah. And then when it's we blow up, it'll be worth, like, who knows how much. It finally make it long. big. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but, you know, we would do that where we, like, as a joke, sell it to somebody for, like, $2. And then a year from now, they sell it for, like, 50000 And we see none of that. And we're like, God, <laughs> why do we always do this? <laughs> we're so stupid. See, that's what I love about NBA Top Shot is NBA doesn't just sell them. They also get a cut of every transaction. Yeah, there you go. Very smart. You got to own the marketplace. <laughs>
2: right really what we need to do is we need to figure out a, another yeah we need to figure out a marketplace thing that we can get into
0: we could you know we could be the guys who finally ruin podcasts where we like make them all nfts and like you have to bid on every podcast episode and just completely tank the market <laughs> <That'd be fun. laughs> yep cryptographic ownership of podcasts i love it hmm. Well, guys, speaking of ways the world is slowly turning to garbage, let's go over to our picks. Uh, Our picks are something each of us bring to the show that we want to share with the world. And boy, do we have a hot mix of picks today. I'm going to volunteer to go first because I'm first in the list here. And guys, I have been back in the office for a week now, and I got a new cube. How exciting. What a thrill. Um, It's basically the same as my old cube, just in a different location. Steps away from my old cube. But I use this opportunity to go nuts with office accessories and spend some company money and really make a nice functioning desk. Uh, So I'm going to have some picks over the next couple weeks of some cool stuff I bought. Uh, But today I have a uh, MacBook Pro at my desk that I use, uh, but I'm staring down at it. It's not at a good angle and I don't have a monitor for it because my company is cheap and won't give me one. So I decided to spend their money anyway and get a laptop stand to get it up and off the ground. Um, And at a better angle, uh, I also purchased a keyboard and mouse to go with it. So uh, this is the Rain Design M Stand laptop stand. It is the wire cutters pick, unsurprisingly, uh, priced at $40. It's just a really solid aluminum stand. It's not adjustable, so you got to like the height. uh, But I got it. I like it a lot. It's a pretty good height. It could be a little taller, but honestly, it's pretty good where it's at. But it's at a really good angle. Uh, and the thing is really solid. Your computer's not going anywhere. So it's slick. It's Apple looking. It looks great on a desk with a keyboard and mouse. Um, and so, yeah, if you need a a riser for your computer, I recommend the M stand laptop stand.
1: I feel like that's the standard. The standard MacBook laptop stand.
0: Oh, it's it's immensely popular. Um, for, I mean, it, for good oh, reason. I didn't know it came in gray. I would have gotten it in gray. Oh. Not too late. Um. But it's been great, and now my my desk looks. If people come to my desk and they're like, "Whoa, Sean, your desk looks fancy," and I go, "Because it is." <laughs> uh, do you know how expensive Mac keyboards and mice are? Like the Apple ones? Yes, it's ludicrous. Yeah. How do they? How do you get away? Like, look, I get that you guys have fancy keyboards, and I get that, and I respect that. But a goddamn standard Apple keyboard with number pad is one hundred and thirty dollars.
2: That's crazy could be able to just get those out of a vending machine
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i did um
2: i feel like
1: uh like rental cars and and plane travel like prices like that exist because businesses pay pay the prices without thinking about it that's why that's why it's that expensive because some company will buy 600 of them at a minor discount and you know spend an egregious amount of money
0: yep no i got to i i joked that i was shanta claus this week because i got to go around with my my purchasing card to my team and i'm like anyone need any fun stuff for their desk i'm buying and so i picked up a couple keyboards and mice some headsets the laptop stand some other fun stuff i'll pick in the future uh it was like it was pretty great so i had to i had to put a smile on my face so make life worth living anyway this is uh, my excitement um so yeah so the m
2: stand check it out uh dan what do you got here uh so as we've been talking about the rental cars and the prospect of buying a car uh We've done some, like, test drives because we're like, okay, well, if we're going to buy a car, we might as well, like, become familiar with what kinds of things we want and be, you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of nice to rent cars and use that as a test drive, but you have no idea what you're going to get. So, if you want to know what it's like to drive a Mazda, you might not ever find out. Um, (laughs) uh, And then we did some, like, dealership test drives, and it's just, like, not actually – that helpful because you have very little time and you can't do a lot of the stuff. Like, oh, what is it like to hook my phone up to this and make a phone call or listen to a podcast? And like, what is it like to sit in this car uh, for hours on the road? You just you don't know. Uh, and maybe if you're a more experienced car driver, you would be able to pick up on these things. But in in a 30 minute test drive, thankfully without some salesman sitting next to me, because thank I guess that's one good thing COVID has. Uh, Haven't gotten that, but there's this thing called Turo, which is like Airbnb, but for uh, cars, other people's cars uh, that you can use to rent cars. And it's pretty expensive. Like you would not want to rent a car for a, a week or like definitely not a month this way, but you can rent a car for a day or two. And it's not too bad, and you get like you just get the car for the day, and you get to put gas in it, and you get to hook your phone up to it, and and do all the stuff. Um, so it's I don't know how comfortable I would feel replacing my rental cars uh, with Turo because uh, it's also kind of a pain depending on who the host is. I think is their parlance. You you have to drive to them and. There's, there's a bunch of hoops you got to jump through but if you want to like like i want to try driving a subaru farster so for two days it's a relatively inexpensive way to do that oh i guess i should probably i think cool. there's some like well, that's great you uh, really uh, that. uh what's what's it called reference thing not a reference what am i thinking of a referral oh I like a referral code? yeah i should look
0: yeah let's get dan. everybody go on and sign up let's get dan a free rental
2: yeah, if you if you're not gonna rent he's, your car for six hundred dollars, at least l- help me get one for less money.
0: <laughs> well, what I love about Turo is they have like they also have a lot of exotic and crazy cars, which is like you can get a here's a Lamborghini Gallardo, which for a thousand dollars a day, um, you can have you can have a fancy car.
2: thousand dollars a day.
0: that's near me so i don't know about
2: anyone else anywhere else but that's crazy i when i saw the ones that were like 120 150 i thought like oh boy that's a lot of money a thousand dollars a day
0: yeah i don't think they get many takers unless you're like what like shooting a music video or something like i don't know i mean oh but here's look at this a 1987 dodge ram charger this thing is crazy and this is only $70 a day. This this does seem like a good like if you're shooting a movie or something. Look at this retro piece of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. This thing is so that is cool. very retro. Maybe I should just get a stupid car for a day. I don't know what I, I mean. It.
1: Maybe, it's fun. Maybe it's you a should bit of I, a stupid I imagine car if you're
2: your like day. if you're uh a single driver, it that's another thing that'll be a pain in the ass because uh it's not like an airport where you're dropping your car off and then picking another one up on the other side. you got to take your car. you got to drive to them, typically, mm-hmm. get the new car, and then take that car and your, your old car to, like somewhere else. Um, that's another thing that's inconvenient.
0: Well, hey, if you need a car for a day and you want something from the mundane to the exotic, com. make sure to ask for Dan and he'll get a free car. Um, all right colby what are you watching
1: so the other day i was scrolling netflix and i saw a show that used to run on like reruns used to run on like upn 38 like on saturdays sometimes when i was a child because we didn't have cable um but it's called
2: stargate
1: sg1 it's
2: a it's a
1: there was a movie called stargate I think Kurt Russell was in it. Kurt Russell was a person and this TV show is like a continuation of the movie. It's a like a sequel. I think it was on the Sci-Fi channel when it was airing, but I I don't know cuz again it was it was it was not like I was not watching it on TV or I was watching it on secondhand TV. Um but it's like you know, it was like 90s 2000s TV. It's it's very like like anything where it's like there's kind of a story, a long term story arc, but not really. And mostly the episodes are sort of one off. Um, But I've been watching it on Netflix and it's great. It's it's a great quarantine show. It's not like it's like fun to watch, but it's not like too high stakes. And it it is like sort of nice, but doesn't like is not unpleasant in any really any way. Um, and there's like 200 episodes of it or something. So if you want a dumb sci-fi show to watch, it has some like Star Trek vibes where they're like, you know, the people are traveling to other planets through the Stargate and like, you know, weird alien stuff happens on other planets and like stupid things happen. I don't know. It's fun.
0: that's awesome falls right in that uh that category of those uh you know story of the week uh you know cable syndicated uh you know sliders and I'm trying to think of some of those other uh
1: yeah right shows. sliders yes it's it's exactly that kind of uh that kind of thing and there's Very cool that's just right. so much of it
0: yes yes so there is it ran for 10 season and then you have the i forgot about stargate atlantis um and stargate universe as well
1: right which i've never seen those i can't vouch for those but
0: that's awesome well good have you ever seen have you seen the movie
1: yeah i've seen the movie it's fine i honestly i like the show better than the movie i think but like the like I said, the movie is the beginning of the show. Two of the the two characters in the movie, or two of the characters in the movie, are also in the show. Obviously, they're different actors. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, Kurt Russell to... is not in the show.
0: I knew there was something about Stargate. It was directed by Roland Emmerich, um, who it? of course famous for Independence Day, '98 oh. Godzilla, The Day After Tomorrow, '2012 White House Down, um, guy who makes things blow up good. There you go. Cool. Well, that's great. Fun pick. All right. Uh, I've been spending my quarantine watching a lot of Hotel Impossible <laughs> lately. You know, the show where the guy goes into crappy hotels and fixes them. And I'm like, oh, running hotel doesn't seem that hard. I could do that. <laughs> Boy, am I wrong. Um, but anyway, guys, that's, uh, that's the conclusion of this episode. I believe that's what the clock tells me. Uh, quickly, I do want to mention Over on the Up for Debate program, we just had episode number 200. And guys, I know you two specifically are going to love this one. It's the beginning of March Madness. Uh, It's a whole month of Matt picking the topic. And he came in with a surprise for me. What a treat it was. We played text-based adventure games. You remember these? Uh, Zork, among others. We did play Zork, and we played another one. And we had an absolute blast. It was a lot of fun. And I'll tell you, there's actually going to be a part two. We didn't finish the game uh we were playing when the episode ended so next week will be part two of the conclusion and i'm very excited it was a lot of fun um listening to us try and struggle and shout at the computer where we're like open door it's like can't open uh kick door uh no you can't trying to figure out the right commands and stuff but we got there it was a lot of fun that's awesome um, credit credit to matt for that so check that out up for debate.tv or wherever you get podcasts just look for it for debate uh and who knows what else march madness will hold for us um but, of course, our show, we will be back next time. Donepanic.io is our great website. All the links to the pics are there, as well as all the episodes. Of course, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. If you're not subscribed now, you're missing out on all the fresh episodes as they appear with the video version on YouTube as well. Now in the crispness of HD, uh, you're not going to want to miss it. And, of course, you can follow us at Show on Twitter, email us at uh, but that's going to do it here. We're going to wrap it up. We'll be back next week. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. As always, we appreciate you being here. We'll see you next time for another great episode and some tech news on another Don't Panic.